Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. If you're a creator, athlete, or entrepreneur, luck can only get you so far. Having the right skill sets are critical in your success. All Skill No Luck makes handcrafted, custom-designed flannel wear. Made in the United States and based here right in Oceanside, California. They pride themselves on quality, creativity, and attitude. The perfect brand for the Creative Brew. Use promo code CREATIVEBREW10 and get 10% off and free shipping within the United States. You can check them out at allskillnoluck.com. My next partner is Elevate Coffee Trading, and if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order, and you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading. Or you can visit online at ElevateCoffeeTrading.com, and let's start extracting hope together. Hey, this show is brought to you by Tennessee Grappling Apparel, based out of the Knoxville area. Lifestyle wear for the modern wrestler or grappler. Use the promo code CB10 on your next purchase at TennesseeGrapplingApparel.com. And we're back with a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. Today, we have a, a very talented uh, person. Like I said, I got the chance to meet him at the uh, Oceanside Gala, uh, actually the Oceanside Theater um, Gala fundraiser, and um, got, like I said, got referred to him by uh, by a good friend of mine, Meg Pierce. And um, so, yeah, it's always, for me personally, it's always good to, to be able to connect with a lot of um, different different artistic uh, talents here in the, um, in Oceanside and and in you know North County and San Diego area. Um, so it's always for me, it's always a joy to be able to to you know get insight into you know people's stories, you know how you know how they got to where they are now, um, you know their you know creative insights, you know what you know what keeps them going, what uh, you know just all kinds of things like that. What keeps them inspired? So um, he's got. This man had a long list of <laughs> of accolades. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read them all. I will let him uh, share his story. But um, he is a very talented individual, and like I said, I'm, I'm very pleased to be able to represent. Uh, actually, present uh, Kevin Blacksboros, uh, the associate artistic director with the Oceanside Theater Company. So, Kevin, I'll let you uh, take it away. Just share your story a little bit a little bit about you, and we'll 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 go. Yeah. Um, like I said, Kevin Blacksboro's is my name. Artist name is Blacks. Um, B-L-A-X, like the color with an X, because you want to be different. Cool. Who knows? <laughs> um, born and raised in San Diego, California, uh, like Paradise Hills, Spring Valley area. Um, moved to Escondido for work, then moved back down to La Mesa. And then now I'm living in La Mesa, but driving to Oceanside for work. It's great. You know, back and forth all over. Um, I've been in the arts kind of my whole life. Um, I started off as, you know, the, the church productions with the family and the, uh, the little, I'm um, do the dances in the background kind of kid. <laughs> um, and then, 
found out I could sing, sure. I guess you want to call a child actor as a singer. I don't know. Um, and then kind of just went into, I was like, you know, all my family is the singers. I'm going to play instruments. You know, I'm going to be different. So I played saxophone for five and a half years. I said, oh, this is boring. I'm going to go back to singing, um, singing, dancing, and uh, went to the San Diego School of Creative Performing Arts, SDSCPA in um, Paradise Hills. It's a arts-focused school. Um, they have now a major system like colleges and the conservatories do. Um, uh, a lot of names from like Charles Brown from Broadway or Sada Ramirez from, um, oh my God, what's that show? Uh, TV shows and Broadway and movies and they're kind of all over. Um, and I found, I found directing and choreography and production side of the aspect of theater uh, later in my career, but still it's where I am now. Um, and I've kind of never stopped. I've been doing it all my life. I've been in, I've been in the arts world uh, performance in some kind of performance uh, venue my entire life. Oh wow! Wow. So, um, so from from your list of accolades, so you're you're the the Craig Knoll Award winner. Um, tell tell me a little bit about that. That because like I said, I'm I am me actually starting to get into you know the, the theater you know uh, presence here and starting to know mm -hmm. people. Um, tell me and, and we and for people that don't know, we have a very rich um theater uh industry here in san diego a uh, lot of history a lot of great performers so uh tell me a little bit about that you know the the greg Knoll award award what what is that yeah it's it would say the craig Knoll awards are um a yearly thing we just brought or not we um san diego just brought it back last year after covid and trying to like ease back into things um it, it it's presented by the San Diego Theater Critics Circle, um, a bunch of, a, a group of uh, reviewers and theater goers who vote on who should be voted the best, insert whatever here. Um, it's a yearly thing, uh, very prestigious award. I was surprised, very surprised when I got the award of outstanding resident, uh, outstanding specialty artist. Basically what I've been telling people is I got an award for being really, really, really busy. Because <laughs> um, uh, last year in 2022, I was performing in like three, four shows. I designed lighting for about, I don't know, 15-ish events and shows, dance concerts, directing and choreography, kind of just doing almost everything. Um, which is what I love to do. Like I, like I said, I started off as a performer, branched out into choreography, branched out into direction, and then taught myself how to do lighting, um, which I'm, I'm really proud about. Uh, it's not every day that you can teach something so technical, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and now to be able to say that I'm awarded in, in that area of some capacity is kind of crazy, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, so the 2022 recipient of the Outstanding Specialty Artist of you did a lot of stuff, here you go. <laughs> like, it's kind of what the award was in a, in a sense. That's, a, that's, a, that's awesome, that's awesome. Now I, I took, now personally for me, I, I took um, theater design in college. And so I, I sort of have an affinity with, with theater. Um, you know, me, I'm a, a more in the graphic design branding um, side of it, but um, I, I really didn't realize that even taking the course, I really didn't realize and going to different uh, productions that uh, the technical and production aspect is just as important as the, the the cradle, you know, actually creating the script, getting you know everything together. Uh, that the production, um, the lighting, which I, I saw was very huge. Uh, the lighting would be so important because you, I mean, you need that ambiance to 
you know, to be able to portray the mood of the of the um, of the story. So, um, so yeah, I mean, doing something like that, especially the lining, is you know, for whatever people think, it is very. I I can't even imagine how tough it actually is to actually get the right lighting and and you know, getting the spotlights on on various you know um, actors, scenarios, all kinds of things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it, lighting it itself. Um, I'm still learning new things every time I do a show, every time I'm working on a, a, another play or another musical or a dance concert, I'm learning something new every single time. Um, I did a dance concert for Southwestern College in Chula Vista. And one of the pieces last year was a 15 minute Jose Limon piece. Very gorgeous piece, very long, 15 minutes. It took me <laughs> four and a half hours to light that one piece. Wow. Um, to get it just right, to get it all the mood shifts and all the specific, oh, there's a lift here, let's light that one person in the lift and like just the timing of the piece. Uh, working with the choreographer um, was really crucial and, and it needed to be, essentially it needed to be perfect, <laughs> you know? Um, but that's just an example of like that one piece of a dance concert took me four and a half hours to light. Granted, I'm not perfect. I'm not the best light designer in the world. I'm not, um, you know, going around the world to, to work on lighting, but to be given that opportunity and trusted with that kind of work and that kind of um, task, uh, say, is is still a kind of a, <laughs> I still think about that. I'm like spending till midnight trying to write cues of like, oh, I gotta go back, gotta go time it again, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's a long process, but it's so rewarding in the end to see the overall vision finally come to life in front of your eyes. Yeah, that's, that's that's great. That's great. So, so with you being the 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 the, art, the associate artistic director for Oceanside Theater, you know, what's what's your vision? You know, how, how did people? I mean, how did the? And I know you've been working with with various other uh, theater companies. How did you get connected with Oceanside Theater? And then what what's your you know your your vision for you know as far as from your role? What do you see? Yeah. Um, so I started uh, my relationship with OTC. I have my own company, Teatro San Diego, um, that I'm a co-founder for and the artistic director for. It's a small company. We only do one show a year, so it's not like a big, huge thing. <laughs> um, but we did a streamed version of a production called Songs for New World during COVID. Okay. Um, OTC, uh, Ted Live, he saw the production and then said, great, I love what you did with this show. I loved what um, your vision was and your just the production as a whole. Why don't we bring it up here to a live audience? And I was like, sold, done, <laughs> easy. Um, so that was my first time working with OTC. Um, going fast forwarding a year or two, uh, I would hear some stuff. I talked to people here, um, but I got a call saying, hey, we would love to basically have an interview with you about bringing you on as associate artistic director. Mm -hmm. And I was, again, like sold, signed me up. Um, and so now I'm here. Long story short, obviously. Um, but as far as artistically for this space, uh, right now, my, my main job, if you want to call it that, uh, is to pick the season for next year, for 2024. Um, I've got a lot of ideas. I've got some crazy ones, some ambitious ones, of course, because I'm me. <laughs> um, but it's, I just want, and not just specifically OTC, but I want the theater world in, in a whole to be a little more open to take risks. Could you, I, I didn't know if you could give us an ideal uh, without, <laughs> without necessarily saying what you're wanting. Yeah. 
uh, without without giving the idea because it, it hasn't been decided fully yet. Um, but just an, one of my ideas is like to when you go to a theater, you think of sitting in a chair and just watching a live screen, basically. Um, I I don't like that as much. <laughs> I want to see. I want to be engulfed in in the experience. I don't want to just sit. I can watch a screen at home. You know, um, it's obviously a screen versus live is different, but. Uh, to to be engulfed and engaged with the audience, literally bringing them into the show, hint, hint, um, uh, is something that I'm interested in. Um, and it's not something we need to do every single time, you know, but to, to have that, like, that one show of the year that's just like, wow, this was really, really different. Because, like, that, not to say that the, the normal ways of theater aren't bad, like, they're still, they've been working for thousands of years, you know, that, that ideology. Um, but to also not be afraid to be interactive, hint, hint. <laughs> um, and, and just kind of like surrounded by all the action, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Now, do you, now do you, you bring up a great point because this is, uh, and I feel like this is from me coming into the, the, the theater um, you know, industry and, and getting the, starting to know, you know the people there. Um, do you feel like, I mean, and, and what you, what you're wanting to do, um, I, I feel like would be a great ideal. Um, do you feel like that's needed now with maybe new audience or may, maybe people that's being introduced into the theater and, you know, they uh, they already have that, you know, that image in their mind, like, hey, I'm going in, this is supposed to be some, it's going to be high art, you know, you're supposed to sit down and, and you know, what go through the whole play, uh, watch the whole, you know, the whole play and, and um, have this, you know, linear experience or, um, I didn't know if you had in mind as far as like how do you bring in you know new people that that may have um, you know may not have been able to ever experience uh, theater before like getting them engaged to to watch something like that or seeing art maybe yeah. for the first time. It, I think it's all about or it's actually it's not I can't say it's all about there's, there's many different ways to bring someone new into the space. Um, I was talking to our managing director Alex Goodman about how do we how do we service a broad um, pool of people? Not everyone's gonna like the same thing. Not even, not this type show A might not uh, bring interest to person B and person C. They'll be just person B, you know? So you, have, you have to think of ways to, in the season to have multiple opportunities for someone to get, I, don't, I wanna see that, I wanna see that. That might not be for me, but this show, that's for me. Um, just kind of giving a full variety of things, which is also what OTC does very well. They they have improv classes every Saturday. They have improv shows. They have um, bands coming in, tribute bands, uh, dance concerts. Like they have the variety of, or I shouldn't say the, we have a variety of just opportunities of different kinds of art. Um, with our main stage season, I'm trying my best to uh, find a season that's well-balanced in different genres and um, styles uh, uh, with that kind of respect of like, this is still theater, but it's exciting, it's new. Um, a lot of the times you'll see stuff on Broadway right now. Perfect example, Back to the Future, the musical. You would never think that would work, but it does. <laughs> and I promise you it does. I haven't seen it, but I've heard the music I've heard reviews like you would never think that like oh yeah I'm gonna drive a DeLorean and go back in time in a musical form but it's exciting and it's selling out houses every night um 
do I think every movie should be musical? No, but you know, it, it, the option of of having that kind of like really taking a risk idea that's exciting because you want to see it. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Is it going to be really really good? Is it going to be really really bad? I want to know. You know, um, I think people are interested in <laughs> sadly things going wrong. <laughs> you know, because it's 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 again it's exciting. Not to say that OTC will go wrong, but that idea of just trying something new, I think is really exciting, both to me and the regular person. Um, I think people have, they're like the regular, regular person walking down the street is gonna see a title of a show and say, okay, they're doing a show, whatever. But to, for example, and this is not a real thing, but to say like, I don't know, uh, uh, insert movie title here, John Wick the musical, like you know, <laughs> we go watch that. <laughs> exactly. See my point. Exactly. To have that kind of um, like shock factor, you know, the initial shock factor to be like, "What? This is a thing? Oh, I'm going to see this kind of thing." Like it, it just brings you in, and then and then you can go back and try to like show them the classics, you know, like this is this is the other kinds of theater, but this is what we're going to pull you in with. Yeah. Yeah. But John Wick the musical, hey. Write it. Let's go. <laughs> that would that would pack it out. That would pack out. <laughs> so, um, hey, like I said, you you mentioned briefly that um, you you run your own um, theater um, company, um, and I and I, I can attest for for any you know entrepreneur, um, solopreneur, <laughs> anybody that's that's starting their own thing. I I, I do it myself. Um, I know you've had to have use some kind of creative power to uh especially if you had budgetary restraints or you know just making things happen um did, do you do you you can do you want to elaborate just times where you you made something happen with absolutely nothing and you know <laughs> and produced magic <laughs> yeah uh, it's a lot of times um newer theater companies don't have money mm -hmm. it, well theater companies period don't really have money but um especially Especially when you're in your first five to 10 years, the, the budget is really low. Um, for that company specifically, we started, like our, our set was the walls of the theater and we rented out uh, the space on Sage Playhouse in Chula Vista and they let us just paint graffiti on the walls. That was our set. It was the visual of, of using what we have and don't have. We didn't have elaborate set pieces and beds and walls and trees and all the stuff. We just used what was there and some buckets of paint. And it told the story fantastically. I'm a little biased, obviously, but you know. Um, but th that sometimes, sometimes visuals, um, let me backtrack. Sometimes simplicity is a better visual than the elaborate sets that cost billions of dollars. Um, there's sometimes some shows that I see, see pictures of, or see videos of, or even live where I'm just like, I'm so taken out of this story because I'm worried about if the set piece is going to work right. You know, if it's going to fit or if it's going to turn on the turntable correctly and so much technical aspect. Uh, but sometimes, a lot of times, simple is much, much better. Um, so it, it's, it's a, I think it's a benefit in a sense sometimes because depending on the story you might need an elaborate set for example um play that goes wrong or peter pan that goes wrong it's super elaborate and it's really really technical if you're not in the right spot you can get hurt you know kind of thing set pieces falling perfectly and in time 
But a show like Songs for the World, which is just storytelling in a song, you don't need 14 staircases and a bunch of walls and stuff. You just need the storytelling aspect. Um, so I think that's, that's like I said, the, the simplicity of monetary <laughs> frustrations and um, constrictions, it, it's not always a bad thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I know uh, just from the, just from a creative, even from a, uh, from anyone that's creating anything, uh, you know, there's a, actually a book I read not too long ago, it just talked about having, you know, your, your power is in restrictions, like knowing right. that, hey, this is what you have, I want you to figure out how to make it. And uh, that's why, I, you know, I, I come from single, single family home, um, you know, with, with my mom and, you know, I, I can technically even, you know, parents that's having to, you know, um, you know, run houses by themselves, you know, it's like, you have to be creative. Like you, you may have like your budgetary, your restraint may be this, like, and you figure <laughs> out ways of making it, making it work. So, um, so yeah, I think I've always been in that, that mindset of figuring out like, you know, this is what I have. Um, and being, you know, creative enough to to make it happen. So I, I like I, I definitely wanted to get your insight on that, um, especially you know when you're running your own thing. And then even like I said, being the artistic director, I know there's going to be things you may have to like, hey, we may have to adjust on this or that. Um, so I just wanted to see what your insight was on yeah. um, on that because I think I think people do need to hear that. Sometimes people feel like I, I've got to have all this, you know, all these funds to make something you know, great and sometimes no. and uh, sometimes simpler is the most powerful uh, medium. Yeah. Um, but um, so right now, you know, what's what's inspiring you right now? Like I said, you're you're a multi-talented <laughs> someone that that do you know that you're doing all these different things. Um, what what things are you pulling from for you know inspiration? Um, and it could be anything. It's it's really you know that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, honestly, like, like a lot of, this is like the really cheesy corny answer, <laughs> but a lot of my friends and family, um, and what they're doing and their, in their passions, not even just specifically with the arts, but like passions about, I'm going to run a business about candles. Like that, the, I think the passion that people are having is what's keeping me, um, it, it's reminding me that yes, although it's, it's a job you have to make sure that it's not a job by the way you feel, um, if that makes any sense, of like, you, you have the passion for this art, yet you are working at nine to five on this art. It, it's not really an art because you love to do it. Um, I was talking with a friend who, who just stage managed their first show ever, and they want to be a stage manager, um, and kind of going through that, that aspect of, wow, I finally get to do this. And they've been wanting to do it for so long and it's they're being paid to do it it's like it's that extra level um having their dreams come true in a sense that's seeing that kind of stuff within my friends and family it's like wow wake up call of like wait this isn't just a job you get to do this for a living you know and i think that that's kind of the big thing that's that's really getting me um up in the morning <laughs> that and my dog but you know <laughs> Yeah, passion's a, a big word for me right now. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's great. That's great. Yeah, there's a a lot to you know realizing that that people can actually um, make a living from their own you know creative pursuits. 
that's right. that's a that's an amazing thing. Not a lot of people get a chance to do that. Some people, you know, right. think about it or dream about it, um, but actually keep going in and and saying I am actually in this space working and creating certain things and getting paid to do it is, is actually pretty you know pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I know there's things that I always have to contend with, and then at the same time, you know, when I talk to uh, you know I, I talk to a lot of um, students, high school students, and their design classes and everything, and and understanding like, you know, like I'm a voice and an inspiration for them, like knowing, hey, look, you can actually make this happen. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, for, for whatever, you know, tough times you do have, uh, especially when anybody that's a creative entrepreneur, um, having the, 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 really the opportunity and the gratitude to say, look, I get to work in, you know, in the thing that I'm passionate, passionate about. Um, I mean, that's, that's a, a, you know, it can be really rewarding, um, yeah. uh, knowing, knowing that. So, yeah. You also just said like talking to high school students and like showing them it's, it's doable. Um, I never went to college. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to go to college. <laughs> I graduated high school and I said, never again, not for me. <laughs> um, but you know, I took off, I, I thought about going to like a community college or something just to get some kind of something. Um, but I took the time off because, again, I'm an 18-year-old kid. Like, I, I want to do what I want to do now. Um, I auditioned for a show, and I got that show. I got the role. I'm already, to myself, I said, I'm, if I'm already getting cast in things and getting work outside of high school, directly out of high school, I think I'll be fine. Um, and so from then on, I kind of made myself a, what's the word, like a, like a, a beacon, I guess, if you want to use that word, of like, or an example, here we go, of you can be successful in your passion, specifically theater, without having a college degree. Because I think a lot of students think that you have to go to college to be successful in theater. Um, I know a couple of people on Broadway personally that didn't go to college, but they're literally on Broadway right now. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, college is, I don't, this is, a, this is a, not a touchy subject, but it, it gets me a little bit that going into college and being forced to get a bunch of loans and being all this debt and all this stuff is worth it. Is it though? Is it really worth it? Because why, why suffer so much later on? Just because right now someone told you to say, hey, go to a four-year college because you need to do this for your career. If it's more administrative, sure. I can get that. But if you're trying to be an actor, there's no, there's no rule in the world that says you need a college degree to be in starring in a movie somewhere. It doesn't say that. Um, so to say that at 28 years old, I'm in a leader position and a professional theater company and own my own company and get hired literally all over San Diego. I'm kind of bragging now, but it's okay. <laughs> like, like, it's doable. It's, it's very, very doable. I mean, I'm still putting myself to this day to make sure that it's real because I've, I'm blessed to uh, have worked all over San Diego and had these connections with people from Broadway and across the pond and all this kind of stuff um, at such a young age. I don't, I don't know of anybody in my position at my age that has this opportunity um, without a college degree. So I, I kind of want to, for all the students out there watching, <laughs> it's like, it's okay to not go to college because it's doable. You can make a career in your living in your passion without a college degree. 
Yeah, I, th I think you, I wanted you, to throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great point because uh, that was the that was a thing that um, you know some of the teachers, you know, even the kids talking to them, like a lot of them don't want to go to college. And I mean, I can understand that. And even now, with with the amount of information, with I mean, just don't just with um, I mean, online and all the resources you have available, I mean. Right. You, you really don't. I mean, unless you're going for something specific, um, you know, I can understand that. But um, as far as in the artistic, you know, sphere, you know, digital media, um, you know, theater, it, and like I said, you're, you're a testament to it. You, you really don't have to. Um, <laughs> so I, I think um, I think that, um, you know, that that stigma is is slowly sort of breaking down, feeling like you have to. I agree with do that after high school and I think uh, I think more kids are getting bolder with you know saying hey look I, I don't want to do this I want to this is what I want to do actually uh, I actually heard something from uh, Matthew McConaughey I think in a, it might have been in a book or something where he talked about uh, he was in college and he was in acting theater class or acting class and he was already getting um, he was getting um, acting gigs already and he was right. telling his teachers, look, why do I, why am I in here right now? I'm, like, I'm already here. <laughs> and he talked about, hey, look, just give me a, give me a C and, uh, <laughs> you know, and just negotiate with him saying that, look, uh, you know, this, this scenario, I'm actually getting real work experience right. <laughs> and you're teaching, this is the stuff you're teaching. So yeah, I think it's one of those where, yeah, I think a lot of people are, you know, they're wanting to go out, take out, you know, get that experience. Um, because I know I'll learn, uh, even being in the uh, design spectrum, um, you know, school doesn't teach you everything. You know, you you, right. you learn the foundations, but you actually learn when you get your experience, your real work experience, uh, and that's how you yeah. learn and grow. Yeah, um, the hands-on so. experience, yep. Yep, yep. So no, I don't, I just feel like no one can teach you to be creative. That's inside of you. Mm -hmm. Like, you can give you the tools to help that creativity build, but the actual ideas that come in your head don't come from a book don't come from words they come from your mind creating that thought i just yeah but we can talk about college all day long <laughs> yeah no that's for another episode that's for another <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so uh right now uh creative tips and this is something that i ask um, all my guests uh, what is a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience uh this can pertain to theater creativity life doesn't matter i consider all of it art um what yeah, is a cradle is. What, what, what's a cradle tip uh i think my number one thing is just don't be afraid to ask questions i think a lot of people um worry about oh are they going to be angry or bothered by me or annoyed if i ask this one question one more time like people are people like me for example um, I'm putting a, put in a position to give opportunity and to teach the future people coming in. Like if I have um, knowledge to give, I will give it. If you have to ask me 14 times, ask me 15 times, just to be sure. You know, I think questions are how things get answered, obviously, but uh, don't realize that like you have to experience it hands-on with also asking, how do I do this? And is it okay if I do this or, what can I do to do this? You know, um, I think so. Yeah, I think that's that's my biggest tip. Um, another one will probably be just to, again, go back to the beginning of our conversation. Don't be afraid to take a risk, because I think we're in the world now of the idea of creativity is just booming. Everyone's coming out with ideas, 
not all of them are successful, obviously, <laughs> but um, risks and taking risks and thinking of ideas and, and not being afraid to act on those ideas is how new things get created. And I think we're in a creation vibe in the world right now. And it's, it's, it's something that we can definitely add on to, to those two things. Some great, great tales, great tales. Um, so right now, uh, what are some upcoming projects? Um, and like I said, you can elaborate to, you know, whatever you want to, what's some, um, just some, some future projects that you're working on right now that you, that, that, you know, for you, excites you? Yeah, right now we are kind of in the middle-ish, tech week-ish uh, for Welcome to Sleepy Hollow at OTC next door. Um, so that opens on the 6th and runs to the October 29th. Um, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday, two shows on Saturday. Um, other than that, I'm working, I'm doing a dance concert for Southwestern College. Um, I'm a choreographer and a lighting designer for the whole show. Uh, what else am I doing? I think that's it, to be honest, which is kind of crazy to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just those two main things. All right, Koi, cool. and I know I'll, I'll be getting some some tickets for uh, the the Sleepy yeah. Hollow. Uh, when they said it was horror slash steampunk, I was already in. Sign me up on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a brand new, brand new music, brand new uh, adaptation of the show, of the story. I'll say. That's cool. So. So I, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, so right now, before we sign off, you know, what are some some words of wisdom that you can provide our audience? Uh, just something that may resonate with people's hearts and minds. Uh, my biggest thing that I tell myself every day is I am enough. That's it. Like it. Simple. Simple yet powerful. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Be surprised how many people don't say that. To themselves right yeah um so yeah so how can people get in touch with you um and sort of be engrossed in everything that you have going on what's the best way to to um get in contact with you probably instagram um it's at blacks paradise b-l-a-x paradise p-a-r-i-p-a-r-a-d-i-s-e i could spell i promise um uh instagram um yeah that's probably the best way or email me at blacksatoceansidetheater.org. All right, good deal, good deal. Well, hey, this is another great episode. Uh, first of all, thank you to my sponsors. Um, first of all, uh, Oceanside Come Book Shop. Uh, I've got one of the shirts on. Uh, been a, a new sponsor of mine for the show. So uh, your friendly neighborhood Come Book Shop that's in Oceanside, California. I am a comic book nerd, so I always got to swing by every hey. week, check out uh, <laughs> everything they got going on. I actually have some, um, some hand-drawn coffee cups that I've, that I've done that I have on display. Speaking of which, I do have a John Wick cup that I did for them uh, <laughs> that's at the shop. Amazing. Um, so, um, but yeah, go by, check them out whenever you get a chance for everyone that's uh, listening to this. Um, check, out, check it out, support your small businesses. And then um, other sponsors, Elevate Coffee Trading um, is my coffee, one of my coffee uh, sponsors based out of Dallas, Texas area. And every uh, drop um, that they extract helps with um, coffee producing countries like Guatemala as, and areas in the United States. So um, they have an incredible mission. Uh, a lot of things they have going on. Um, I've, I've, they've been a sponsor with me for years. I, and, uh, I, and like I said, I do client work with them too as well. So we've been a, had a great partnership. So check them out at Elevate Coffee Trading. And then uh, also No Look. Um, they actually produce um, high quality handmade 
uh, flannel and accessories uh, based right here in Oceanside. Um, I love their brand, love their mission. And, um, you know, I just like their whole their whole vibe. So they, they've been a, uh, a cool sponsor for the for the show as well. Um, and if you looking to for anybody that's looking to support the show in any form of fashion, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the creator brew and for the price of a cup of coffee, um, you know, give or take inflation, um, you can help support this show. Um, so everything helps. And um, like I said, that keeps me, you know, interviewing uh, amazing, amazing people like Kevin um, and other um, other artists and creators and, and musicians. Um, so like I said, that helps keep everything going. And I, like I said, I love doing this. I love sharing stories. And at the same time too, that gives me the, the insights and tips and wisdom that even that I need, uh, and I'm still learning. Um, and um, that, I think that helps with the creative journey. And that's what I want to share. So um, other than that, hey, this is another great episode with me, with Kevin. This is the Cradle Brief. Be Cradle, stay inspired. Downs, all the winds and the owls and the smiles and frowns. They will tell you, settle down, stay on the ground. But no, I won't take-